It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's been 174 days since last the Toronto Raptors played a real basketball game. That ends tonight, however, as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers to begin the 2022-23 season and to finally get us started for the season. One last little bit of season preview business in the way. We've still got some leftover questions from the preseason. We got 12 burning questions. We're going to go through rapid fire style on today's show with the wonderful Katie Heidel. It's Whatevs Wednesday on today's episode. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy opening day! Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1263 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, October the 19th. I am your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors on various platforms for now nine seasons, which makes me feel extremely old and withered. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. You can subscribe, follow, rate, and review for free on your favorite podcast apps every single day. And we are on YouTube as well. You can just go hit the big red subscribe button to support the show that way, and it's very much appreciated. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. More on them a little bit later on. And uh, without further ado, let's get to it. The Toronto Raptors play a regular season game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Toronto. It's going to be very exciting, and someone who will be down there is Katie Heindel. Uh, Katie. It feels kind of like a normal season a little bit. It's very exciting. Everyone's rested. Everyone's had a long offseason and is ready to go. How ready are you for the beginning of the Raptors season and your first in-person attendance of the year as well? I'm ready, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's why I got my hat on, my Homer hat on for the show. Yes. Also because I didn't want to deal with the situation going on up top. <laughs> Um, no, I feel good. When you were saying feeling rested, I was like, I don't feel that way, but mm. I feel uh, like the team's ready. It doesn't feel like it's been that many days. I was also shocked by that little factoid. You're really throwing <laughs> about at me this morning. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be good. I'm I'm quite excited for the matchup, I have to say, as you know. Mm -hmm. So thrilling to be reunited with Jared Allen. <laughs> First game out of the gate. Uh, mm -hmm. I also think that this is like an interesting budding. I don't want it to be a rivalry, but mm. it's like a it's like an interesting matchup for Toronto uh, that I think will stay that way all season. So I'm 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 excited. You know, I'll probably choke up a little bit once I actually get down there and I'm in that space again, feeling the the vibes. Mm -hmm. We'll see. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting times. I like it, I haven't been this excited for an NBA season proper in a very long time, and I don't know why that is. It's just hey, it feels like it's hitting at the right time. It's like a well-timed fast food run. Sometimes it just hits, you know. So very much looking forward to it. I'm a garbage person. Let's dive in, Katie. On today's show, we're gonna dig into twelve remaining burning questions we have about the Raptors season. Some of them are for on the court stuff. Some are very much not. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna run through them real quick here are you ready katie to run through our final remaining questions you didn't even need me to finish the long preamble that's what we like all right let's get to it question one then katie brother (laughs) what's a successful raptor season look like to you we've got like a minute for each of these questions we're gonna try to rattle these off as quickly as we can so what would you say qualifies as success for the 2022-23 raptors uh yeah so i'm like does everybody get out happy and content mm-hmm. and improved a little bit that to me is is successful and healthy uh mm-hmm. but i will say um not a first round exit okay interesting you've got to I... set your sights a little higher this season got i would say i agree if not for the perilous nature of whatever the eastern conference bracket is going to look like and if they end up in a first round it's matchup stacked. with like the bucks I can't be mad if they lose to the Bucks in the first round, and I don't know if I can qualify that as a lack of success. If it's because it's like a 2-7 matchup and they've had to survive the play-in and they look raggedy, maybe then you can kind of qualify it as not being a success. But for me, I, I think it is just like, do the guys who matter take big steps forward or some steps forward towards some future in the, in, you know down the line? Does Scotty Barnes kind of expand what what his package is a little bit? Does Precious Achua follow through on the finish to last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, I, I kind of think as long as they get into the playoffs, be it play-in or not, the Eastern Conference is a bear. I think they're going to be a top-four seed, but they could be an eight seed, and that would not shock me in any way because it's a loaded group, and math is kind of insurmountable at times. But I not at times, it's always insurmountable. Math is undefeated. It's like time. But... I just, I feel like there is like a, there's not a black and white for this season. It's going to be very gray and nuanced in terms of how you think it, it was successful or not. And I think we're not really going to know the answer until we kind of see it all play out. So maybe that's a cop out for this number one question. We won't cop out for future questions, Katie. Look uh, at this though. You said Raptors bucks. Look at my nail colors. Ooh, a little uh, Ray Allen, like little Glenn Robinson, Robinson. Hell yeah. We like mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> Question two, Katie. Which Raptor will become an irrational or rational target for fan rage? There's always one. Who you got this there year? There is always one. Um, like tried and true, I just feel like it's going to be Pascal Siakam. Mm. But uh, I don't want that. I mean, I don't want it to be anybody. <laughs> Let's think. Let's think. Um, it might fall on Coloco. Coloco, interesting. Will this be like, uh, why isn't he playing? I'm angry at him because he's not playing more type of situation. And then when he does play, it's like, I don't like it. Why is the rookie being a rookie? Yeah. I think people will have a little more grace with Christian Coloco myself. I also think people will have grace with Pascal Siakam because he's awesome. And I'm expecting a big year from him. (sighs) This is tough. I... 
the sh- the the bummer thing is it's like <laughs> i there's so many people that i could, I could it could be oh OG, yeah you know like it yeah could be raptors OG fans like there's no bounds to their unhingedness no, yeah there isn't it could be fred <laughs> it could mm-hmm. be it could be a lot of guys i'm maybe the better question was like who is not <laughs> you know what i mean yeah then i think I- like thad and otto maybe that's they're, it. they're clean they're good yes. they're all set yeah yes yeah, I I think for me, Thad is like a stealth candidate because he doesn't shoot threes, and people will reduce his like usefulness down to whether he's hitting threes or not, and but that's I think dumb. The expectations for Thad are not like that's not true. that any anyone should be like through the roof, but like his are pretty level. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm gonna go ahead and just declare. I think it's gonna be Fred VanVleet, and I think it'll be unfair and stupid. But like, mm-hmm. people are unfair and stupid about Fred VanVleet. It's kind of an insurmountable thing, much like math. All right, let's continue on. Next one here, question three: Which player do you feel you have the best handle on what to expect from this season, Katie? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Future basketball, baby. We've talked about this before, though. When you kind of go into the season with this team, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like I'd like to see X Y Z kind of jumps or skills developed." And by the end of the season, it's either like, yeah, you know, like your expectations blown out of the mm-hmm. water, or if they've mm-hmm. gone in a completely other direction. Like somebody becomes a spot up. Well, maybe nobody's become a spot up shooter, but like something like that, right? You're like, oh, I want them to work on their handle. And like they became a, like a defensive mastermind. Right, right. Um, I'm going to say, I feel like Fred Van Vliet is just like a safe fallback. Mm-hmm. Do you know we what know I mean? Fred. Yeah, because yeah, we, we we know him. He's very good basketball player. He's going to play mean defense. He's going to yeah. do swears. He's going to have inspirational quotes. He's uh he's kind of a predictable package, I would say. I I think I don't pick Fred here just because I think it's a little bit of a mystery as to like how much he plays off ball versus on ball still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think they'll probably work him off ball more, but I'm not 100 percent clear on that after the preseason. I'll say I have the best handle on Pascal. I, I think Pascal's just going to be really freaking good this season. I think he's going to build upon what we saw last year. He's got a better environment around him with better shooting and space and other guys who can take the burden off of him mm-hmm. to make it a little easier. I think we saw him get back to his defensive heights last year. I think I kind of have a pretty good handle on Pascal Siakam being very, very good at basketball, Katie. It's just, uh, you know, I, I don't profess to know all that much about basketball, but I can tell that Pascal Siakam, guy's all right. Uh, <laughs> any uh, last parting shots on that one before we take a quick break and move on to question number four? No, we got we got to get through them. There's so many questions, Katie. We've done this. <laughs> we've made our bed. There's a dozen questions to get through. We're a quarter of the way there. We'll come back on the other side and talk about the players we have the least handle on, among other questions. We'll get to that in just one sec here. But first, I want to tell you about our dear friends over at Prize Picks as I play graphic juggling here on the streaming website. Uh, Prize Picks. We love Prize Picks because they make daily fantasy sports easy and fun. I am not much of a daily fantasy person myself, but if I were to be one, the prize picks model is the way to go because they offer you all sorts of choice. You can go with multiple players from the same sport on an entry, or you can go all over the place and pick from different sports, and that's just as fun. All you got to do is put together your picks based against the projections. So you you know, you two to five players on your ballot, you win more the more players that are on your ballot, and as you put in that entry, you can say, all right, well, I think this player from this basketball game 
game is going to score more than 25 and a half points. Well, I think this player from this hockey game is going to have fewer than two points. It's a great, great thing to do if you're a multi-sport head or if you're just an NBA fan, you can just go and pick a bunch of players and put them on your entry for an NBA-only ballot. Either way, they are amazing. They're in Canada now as well, along with 30 other states. You get safe and fast cash withdrawals. You can make an entry in 60 seconds or less. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. meaning if you put in 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks, poof, just for free, that appears in your account, courtesy of our pals at PrizePix. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for that instant deposit match up to 100 bucks over at PrizePix. Why not dabble tonight on opening night? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here with our 12 remaining questions about the Toronto Raptors going into the season with Katie Heindel of Dime. Katie, ready for question number four? Hit me. All right, question number four. Which player do you feel like you have the least handle on what to expect from this season? Uh, we Just the, the opposite of our previous question. Katie, who you got? Scotty Barnes. That's my answer, too. Why? A, Explain. I can't put my finger on it. In a supportive and, like, ready-to-be-shocked-and-odd kind of way. Yeah. But also a supportive, whatever you want to give us, Scotty, kind of way. <laughs> I think it's yeah. just because of the leaps that he made last season, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at when you look at that, you can't really hold it up. It's going to be different this season. You can't hold that kind of up like tracing paper on what mm-hmm. his trajectory, you know, and his developmental arc will be. Um, he played a ton in the summer. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get to see all that footage. You know, we saw a lot from the Rico runs, but we didn't really get to see these other kind of pickup games here and there. will be different, like in a team, like an actualized his team setting. Mm-hmm. And then he's just going to look different in like <laughs> – December than he does tonight, uh, yes. then again in like February uh, to like April, right? Like these are, he's just, he's not going to be a different, he's going to be a different player basically every other month is my feeling. I am like fully with you on this, Katie. I am having a hard time pinning down what I expect from Scotty this year. I could see him like flirting with being an all-star and averaging 20 a game and kind of taking over as like a very clear number two behind Pascal. Michael yeah. Pina put him yeah. on his, uh, like what is his most outrageous, his most outrageous predictions for yeah, the season. Yeah. As like very, being an he's like, Oh, the Celtics are making the finals. Very outrageous from Michael Pina noted Celtics. He just slipped that one. In. <laughs> um, but I didn't find it that outrageous. Right. When you're reading that, yeah. you're like, this could just make sense to me. For sure. Yeah, like there's that outcome. And then there's also the outcome where he does the second year player thing, who's 21, where he struggles and Mm -hmm. finding the role within the team is a little bit difficult. Maybe guys like OG and, you know, even Gary kind of taking a step up, you know, sort of muddies what Barnes's official role is within the team. And he'll figure it out because he's like a very good basketball player with great intellect who can kind of make it work in whatever situation, I think. But 
you know, I think there's probably a wider range of outcomes for Scotty than there is any player on the team. And that speaks to how high his ceiling is, but also mm-hmm. speaks to the fact that he's 21 and you should probably temper your expectations and expect that there are going to be some games where it looks a little weird or he looks a little uncomfortable or like he's figuring things out. Probably it's kind of the whole point, though. Yeah. That's, there you go. Uh, let's go uh, as we continue on with uh, my co-host Alan Thick uh, to uh, <laughs> question number five. What will emerge as the best friendship on the Raptors this season, Katie? We've had some beauties in the past. Um, you know, uh, what was the was Rondé good friends with Norm Powell, or was that like a contempt thing because of the hat situation? I can't quite remember, but I think they um, became friends. Yeah, like OG and Gary have been on there as pretty good pals. Obviously, Kyle DeMar going way back in the annals. Who you got as a a budding friendship you're excited to see flourish over the course of the season? Just based on preseason preliminary gut feelings and like little sightings here and there, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be OG and Scotty. Okay, yeah. I mean, Scotty spent his entire summer talking about his boy and how much he loves OG. I think he called him his favorite player in the league. He Uh, he was like his, his Twitch stream reactions to the rumors about OG quote unquote, being upset with his role or whatever. Uh, They, they kind of like dispelled all that like fear and worry pretty quickly. So yeah, that's a really good one. There's been lots of rumors about Scotty and Wancho being dance pals, which I think had some promise. (laughs) Is it just Scotty and everybody is the best friendship on the team? (laughs) Yeah, it might be. Or like the fastest friendship on the team. Certainly the most like demonstrative uh, friendship on the team. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, Katie. Do you see there being a pathway to a Damar and Kyle-like kinship between the two old heads on the team, Pascal and Fred? They're obviously very close, but it's never been quite as like buddy-buddy, let's, you know, do it for the cameras as Kyle and Damar seem to be. What do you? What's your read on the the Fred Siakam situation? Is Fred just too much of a dad to really kind of partake in that type of stuff? <laughs> like he doesn't want to show favoritism now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, sure, team. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just also think it's neither of their their kind of vibes, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think Pascal's not that showy, and I think he's a little bit. He wouldn't really like go for that kind of attention, maybe on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Fred, the thing was like Kyle and Damar was they really enjoyed like annoying the hell out of each other. Right. Yeah. 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 And kind of like trolling each other, uh, on the floor a little bit. And those, those two Pascal and Fred don't really do that. It's not their kind of vibe of humor. I'm saying vibe mm. too much. What, what That's can fine. I say? It's opening day. It's all <laughs> yeah. about the vibes, Katie. It's all that anyone ever says anymore. You ever seen the bachelor in paradise of the last couple of years? They're just vibing. All it is is vibes. There's no <laughs> romance, just vibes. Uh, yeah. F- Fred, interesting cat. But yeah, the the Scotty and everybody friendship seems like it's uh, Scotty and the, and the world. Scotty and the city. He's got the, the commercials already talking about how it's home. It's beautiful. All right. Let's go to the next question here. A little curveball for you, Katie. Which non-Raptors player do you think has the best chance of becoming a Raptor by season's and uh, there's all sorts of different ways you could go with this one. Star player, role player, something in between. Uh, Greg Monroe, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you got as a non-Raptor with a chance to become a Raptor? The real answer to this is impossible to know because it will be someone that you kind of least expect. Yeah. That's just been what Someone six nine, I'm guessing. But. Yeah. At like the, <laughs> I mean, even when Mark, even when they got Marcus Gasol. 
like partway through the mm -hmm. season that was just like okay you know like it's either just someone you think there's no chance of or it's just some like a very deep roster cut mm -hmm. that will then come to toronto and flourish but on the former of it just being someone who seems so far out of reach why not russell westbrook <laughs> oh no katie no no yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going yes. to bleep that out to Don't you do content it. warning for the listeners. Don't uh, you do it. Look, <laughs> LeBron, disturbing content. LeBron's already trying to shop people around based on his presser <laughs> last night after the first game in the NBA season. So. God, I love how stupid that team is. It's the best. The NBA <laughs> rules with the Lakers are a mess. <laughs> I wonder why we don't have any shooters. Could, was there a stretch of time this summer that we could have maybe addressed this problem? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, for me, Katie, it's kind of maybe a boring one, and I don't really know about the fit, but guess what? The Raptors don't care about fit, so I'm going to say Harrison Barnes. Interesting. Harrison Barnes. I think the Kings are going to be pretty decent, but I kind of don't think Barnes is really in their plans, especially if your boy Keegan Murray really takes off. He's an ex expiring contract. He's a free agent. Uh, 18 million bucks or so. The Raptors can probably get to that and cobble together some salaries to make it happen. And I feel like Harrison Barnes is uh, is a stealthy potential addition. I think all of these guys who make like 18 to 20 million bucks are stealthy potential Raptors by the season, by the end of the season. All these pending free agent guys. Mm -hmm. um, Boyan Bogdanovich is right in there, I would say. Um, I would throw in, oh God, there's some other guys too. I'm losing my mind. We're getting, oh, Miles Turner's the other one. Like maybe Miles Turner. Maybe the Pacers finally relent. How does that happen? get a yeah. <laughs> rental, rental package at the deadline for not nearly as much as they could have traded Miles Turner for a dozen times before this. Um, and then he goes back and signs in Indiana after getting traded away by them probably. Because uh, <laughs> he just can't quit the Pacers. Also, the answer here is Terrence Ross. Expiring free agent? Come on. It's happening. It's a 13 and a half million to match? Oof, baby, that's happening. All right. Uh, let's go on. Continue next question here. Number seven. The opposing team you're most excited to watch through watch the Raptors play in their season series this year, Katie. Who you got? Uh, I think the Cavs, honestly. We mm -hmm. talked about it already, but I really do think, like, based on the little kind of in-game antics, uh, flourishes that we saw last season, um, mm -hmm. I think the where where the Cavs are at and where the Raptors are at in their developments really matches up well in pain points and kind of pressure points for either team. Um, I don't think the games will be particularly like beautiful, but they'll be really stressful and probably pretty mm -hmm. fun and energetic to watch. They'll change uh, directions many times <clears throat> and leads many times, and that to me is just is very entertaining. Maybe not in the moment, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I am with you. I think the Cavs are the chalk answer here. I, I think, you know, the Barnes and Mobley, the bookstore rivalry, Barnes and Mobley. That, I'm sorry. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I'll work on it. Uh, but, like, that rivalry, I think, is just... Drop. <laughs> it's kind of just in the early sort of germination phase. I think it's going to be one of like the defining things of the next decade in the NBA. So kind of watching the beginnings of that's going to be fun. Styles make fights. You get the zero wing approach of the Cavs and the all wing approach of the Raptors. 
that's going to be really fun. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait for Raptors Cavs games. I have predicted them to be the four and five seeds, mostly because I want to see that playoff series more than I actually think it's going to happen. And so, yeah, I'm really, really, really in on the Raptors Cavs thing. I, I think also I'll throw Raptors Hawks into this as well, kind of in that same mess of teams. The Hawks, I think, are a little bit less potent, maybe, but you know, mm-hmm. that's always an interesting again, styles make fights. You got Trey Young, the dude who bombs away threes all the time and you know gives them problems but they usually have a pretty good antidote watching og guard trey young when it matters most is one of the most delightful things to watch in raptors basketball so those are probably the two and you know it's always fun when they play the bucks as well mostly because they haven't lost to the bucks in i don't know 10 years it's the best all right (laughs) next one here question eight opposing team you have a bad feeling about being a nightmare for the raptors this season who you got katie it's obviously the pistons right (laughs) <laughs> the Pistons is just kind of a long-standing given. Yeah, I feel like we yeah. don't even have to mention that anymore. Sure. sure. Uh, I think the Sixers, honestly, mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm. And then I'm trying to pull somebody out of the West. Maybe the Wolves. Yeah, the Wolves will be tough because they're so big, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a hey, we're going, we're kind of doing the thing you do, but bigger. Uh, good luck with that, small <laughs> Raptors boys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a really fun one. That said, they usually performed quite well against the Jazz and ruined Rudy Gobert's head top on numerous occasions. And so I guess that has that's in the favor of the Raptors on this one. But, but the uh, matchup, Anthony I think, Edwards is going to be tricky. And Bo Cruz. Yeah. Oh, that's, man. Wow. That's tough. tough. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He's screwed. He's done. Kermit. What's his name? Kermit Wiltz or something like that? Kermit. It's, uh, yeah, he's got a face yeah. to that Kermit. Yeah. Damn. Good point. No, I I think, I mean, the Pistons are the obvious chalk answer. I got to say, Katie, after watching the Celtics and the Sixers last night, it really bothers me how good Jason Tatum is. Really, really hate it. He's really good. Can't deny it. And I feel like the Celtics might be a problem as well as you might have expected. Blech. All right, we're going to continue on. Katie rounded out with the final four questions of our remaining 12 questions about the Raptors coming into the season. But before we do that, a reminder, Locked on Leafs is available wherever you get your podcast each and every day. Mike DiStefano, Dave Morissuti, breaking it all down as it's pandemonium already four games in. Nothing like the Leafs early season to cause a total meltdown in Toronto. Dave and Mike, I think, have a pretty sober eye on it. So go and check them out, listen to it, find the show on YouTube and support it. It's a really good show. Locked on Leafs every single day for free. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, we got four questions left here to prepare for the NBA season. Question number nine. Who will emerge as this season's unanimous fan favorite? The opposite to the who will become the target (laughs) for fan scorn and rage. Um, this is tough because there has to be, I think, an element of uh, off-court kind of presence. You know sure. what I mean? Um, sure. And it has to be somebody kind of new. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, the established fan favorites, Scotty Barnes, OG, mm-hmm. they will stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I might go with Otto, 
I like it. It's yeah, easy. I might yeah. go with auto because there has to also be like, and this is not, you know, I'm not trying to disparage, you know, our Delano Bantons are like, you know, are established or like a couple of years roster guys. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the fan favorite category, it's quite fickle. So it all, they always do well when there's like a, a sheen of newness to them. Sure. That is a good one. Mike, one counterpoint to the Porter thing is that Raptors fans have been notoriously fickle with free agent signings who have injury issues. Damari Carroll didn't do anything wrong, just had bad knees and plantar fasciitis. It was a great dude otherwise, and everyone still hated the guy. Uh, Aaron Baines just wasn't very good at basketball, was kind of hurt and broken and sort of, you know, obviously a sad story the way his career kind of went after that. Mm-hmm. Um, really hope, hopeful stuff now that he seems to be kind of back on the on the road to redemption and a hopeful NBA return for him. But, like, Raptors fans turned on Aaron Baines in, like, a quarter during that Tampa season. So I worry that if the injuries with Porter continue, not that it's fair to get mad at a guy for being injured, but, like, that's a people do it's a thing you can glom onto it's why anthony davis gets such a hard time um you know that and shooting 11 percent from three or whatever it was last year but uh yeah it, it just i feel like porter is maybe at risk if he misses too many games the raptors fans doing the raptors fan thing where they go like oh this guy's hurt he's trash which is just right. a silly thing to do of course um I think for me, my unanimous fan favorite is going to be Precious Achua. I think people are going to get on board with the ride. People one. are going to sort of hitch their wagon to the meteoric rise in the development. There's going to be an appreciation of the like unintentional comedy of when things go awry and sort of juxtaposed with when he makes it all work and how ridiculously promising and exciting it looks. So, yeah, I'll say Precious just because who doesn't love a ridiculous meteoric rise for the guy that you got in exchange for Kyle Lowry, no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Precious, because of that, is in a pretty good perch to become a unanimous fan fave. Uh, but Otto's a good answer, too, especially if he can stay healthy and, and be on the floor, because I think he's going to be very important to the Raptors being good. Uh, Just wear that root sweatsuit, my guy. Yes, wear the root sweatsuit People at all times, and you are a fan fave. All right, question 10. Who will develop the most formidable acting chops via Raptors Spawn Con this season, Katie? Scotty Barnes is already way out ahead in this category. Yeah, he's he's like maybe going to be, by he's the end of the, the next couple of seasons, a Pantheon Raptors commercial actor. Right up there with Andrea Bargnani himself. But I wonder if Juancho Ernan Gomez will uh, dip Ooh. his toe back into the world of cinema. We've <laughs> seen Nick Nurse. Us. We've seen Nick Nurse be featured on Murdoch Mysteries before, one of our mm-hmm. great programs on our national broadcaster. Like, is there a world in which we see a Wancho, like, uh, appearance in, like, Heartland or something like that? One of these Canadian dramas that runs forever? Uh, like, does he dip his toe into TV acting? Or do you? is, is that sort of a, a, a backwards move career-wise after starring in a Netflix film directed by Adam Sandler? What I would like... Mm. Um, and we kind of have a good in with this. I would mm-hmm. like him as a guest judge on the great Canadian baking show. I feel like oh! Alan can happen. And maybe it can be for like Spanish week. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I, Flans. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a Spanish dessert. Beautiful. Like, I forget. They're like a, a breakfast, like cookie kind of thing. Mm, they're not mm-hmm. a biscotti, but they're like a circular, mm-hmm. similar take on a biscotti. Um, uh, 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 and like a, 
a, some type of Spanish bread. <laughs> I don't know why I tell myself to come up with the three things they'll have yeah, to make. Yeah, I gotta look up like Spanish that. baked goods. Otherwise, I'm gonna look like a fool now. Uh, I feel like uh, he would be great, and there, that's on our national broadcaster, you know? 25 classic Spanish desserts. Let's run through, shall we, Katie? We've got (laughs) Tarta de Santiago. It's a classic Spanish dessert dating all the way back to the 15th century, uh, made with almonds, orange zest, and almond zest. Almond zest, interesting. It's similar to a Spanish almond cake. That's, we're not going to do anymore, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I like it. CBC crossover with Juancho Hernan Gomez. I dig it. Should be very fun. Uh, Maybe the reason he made the team. All right, question number 11, Katie. Who's going to elevate their tunnel fits this season? I'm not a person to really evaluate fits. I wear the same thing every day, basically. Uh, but Katie, you're a you're a well-dressed person. Who you got is uh, elevating their tunnel fits this season. You're the one who put this question on the rundown, so I will defer to you. I did, um, but you still have to answer. I, I will. I, I will. To me, I think it will be um, Precious Chua. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to... Like, Gary is a given. Like, that will just... Yeah, Gary's the chalk oh. answer. Yeah. yeah. Like, Gary... <clears throat> Can you elevate what's already elevated? You can just stay I mean, there. I'm sure if he would say that he could. That's true. <laughs> Give something a little twist. Um, but I think uh, I think precious. I like it. Um, I wonder if is there a player on the team who might reprise the Serge Ibaka Holt Renfrew show? I, I can't remember now. What's it called? What was it called? This oh uh oh god oh. at that class. There we go. Found <laughs> yeah. it. Thought of it. Sorry, um, Serge is just so famous now that I can't really keep track is. of all of his projects. Giannis, his newest place. guest on How Hungry Are You? That's right. I miss reviewing those, but they're not Raptors-themed anymore, so I know, I know. can't um, do it. I don't know that someone will have their own. No, I don't think so. It's not in anyone's like wheelhouse enough. Mm. Yeah, I, it's... like They could do like a joke version of it with OG or something like that, but I feel like maybe... Although OG is like known to have some style, right? He's yeah, the scarf he's, man. He's the he's long scarf like, man. Well, he's also more of like I feel like a, a kind of demure, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's very mm-hmm. well dressed, but it's not it's not in such a flashy way. Is there someone who's a little more well moneyed now than they used to be? I guess there's no like big raises on the team this year from last year, so there's not anyone who's kind of tipping their new toes into new waters fashion wise. I'll say Pascal. Pascal okay. is a man with a, a simple. Uh, I think wardrobe, but I think it works for him. And I think as he kind of he, he gets experimental at times, he'll he'll go on outside vacation. the box, but on definitely vacation, on vacation. Yeah, so maybe he and brings he's doing that. a lot of matching sets. But you just like the the weather, the predominant True. weather in the Raptor season does not allow for like silk matching sets. That's right. Damn, that's a shame. Uh, Katie, we're gonna move on to our final question. Question number twelve. This is a question I was asking a lot of our guests in the lead up to the season. I never really gave my take on it, uh, but I will uh, bring it up now. What is your strongest held opinion about this year's Raptors team, Katie? The one, maybe it's contrarian, maybe it's against the consensus, maybe it's very much in line with everybody else. What is your strongest held Raptors opinion going into the season? Yeah, I'm pretty bad at this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not a real. Um, I'm not really keeping the take economy going. We'll just say that's that that's okay. We, we, yeah. I, we, we all have our own part to play in the take industrial complex, and that's fine. We Mine all produce differently. Low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my strongest held opinion that the Raptors 
need to get better defensively. Defensively? Interesting. They have this thing of like, they're like great defensive. I'm not saying they aren't a very smart defensive team. And I know Nick Mm. Nurse makes a lot of points about being, you know, a defensive, wanting to be a defensive mastermind and improve on like the defensive capabilities. But there's been a little bit of a backslide since Tampa. Tampa's had Mm -hmm. its obvious reasons as to why, but I feel like it's not something that they can kind of like rest on as they could Mm. have in seasons past. And if the offense is not there, then like, what are you, I don't actually Mm -hmm. want them to rest on either. I think a nice fluidity between the two is actually essential to Mm. making this like a very competitive and deep team. But Mm yeah. Yeah. How's that? I mean, to build on that, one of my strongest <laughs> held Raptors beliefs is that they are going to be a top five defense this season. I think they're going to be really, really good on that end, and I'm very excited. There you about go. It. They got to improve. There you go. I also think for me, my sort of overarching feeling on this season is I actually think most Raptors fans will feel disappointed when this season ends, but it won't really be justified, and I don't think it will take away from the long term you know, excitement for the team. I think they're going to be really good in the regular season. Can I, I think they're going to cop out opinion. Let, just, just <laughs> let me finish. People would have been the, upset no matter what the outcome is. Just let me finish, Katie. Just let me get it out of my mouth. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be really good in the regular season. There will be a lot of excitement and fervor during the regular season. But I also kind of think unless the bracket breaks perfectly for them, they're going to be out in the first round and that will leave people disappointed even though I don't think that's entirely fair because it will probably be due to the bracket itself. But with that said, even though this season might feel like a little bit of a disappointment based on, you know, expectation going in and all of that, expectation is the thief of joy, et cetera, et cetera. I still think the Raptors are better set up for the next 10 years than any team in the Eastern Conference. And I strongly think that based on the guys they have in the door. They have Scotty Barnes. They have all their picks. They have you know, guys they can trade, they have guys they can roll with and continue to develop. They're in a great spot, a better spot than anybody else. Most of these other teams in the East have kind of used all of their their bullets and, and don't really have much more in the way to in terms of ways to improve. The Raptors have all the avenues in front of them, and I think that makes makes them set up. Other than the team that gets Wembanyama, if he's in the Eastern if, if he's in the Eastern Conference, then they get this distinction going forward. But as of right now, I would say the Raptors are better set up for the future than any team in the Eastern Conference. And so any sort of shortfall in the playoffs this year, which maybe doesn't happen, maybe they go on a run to the conference finals and are you know better than we thought again but i I think you know take the big picture view on this one it will be fine just to be on brand i suppose it's all going to be fine because this team is set up to be very very good for a very long time and uh that's my strongest held raptors belief it was convoluted katie poked holes in it right away so maybe i'm bad at this too either way not you, to say that you're bad at it, Katie. You're better at it than you give yourself credit for. Uh, you're just all, that's just your your opinion all the time. Yeah, my, my strongest self belief is so. the one opinion I have is, is yeah. Fine. yeah. <laughs> I also think it's just going to be a really fun season, Katie. I, I encourage people to enjoy it and embrace the weird and except that there are going to be stretches of eight minutes in games where they don't score any points. And that's part of the whole deal. Um, So that's kind of my closing thought here. Katie, do you have any parting shots on the season to come before we wrap up this here episode and send you off into opening night against the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, hopefully not yet. Then I'll really be hanging around for quite a few hours. Um, (laughs) The ghost of Scotiabank arena. No, uh, no, I just, you know, my parting thoughts at the beginning of a season all the time are just 
have fun, be mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. enjoy. Basically the body break slogans. Mm-hmm. Keep fit and have fun. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really looking forward to the season. And we'll be back tomorrow with our pal Jamar Hines, who's going to be routinely checking in on the show this season. We're going to recap the Raptors and Cavs season opener on Thursday, which will be very exciting. In the meantime, Katie, anything you would like to promote for the good people out there? Um, I will promote two things. Uh, I wrote about Kevin Herter. I was in Sacramento a few weeks ago, uh, and I got to sit down with Kevin Herter amongst a couple other things I did out there. Still, to be, see, to be no, not they are confirmed, but they're <laughs> but you can read that on Dime. <clears throat> I will Excellent. say he's kind of becoming quickly becoming one of my favorite people to sit down and talk to because he's one of the most like chill mm-hmm. uh, and straightforward people to chat with. And mm-hmm. uh, I also recently had Dan Devine, formerly of The Ringer, now a senior writer at uh, Yahoo Sports on the Basketball Feelings podcast. And that's at basketballfeelings.com. Everyone go subscribe to Basketball Feelings as a paid subscriber. I cannot recommend it enough. It's the best. Uh, actually, I, it's on my docket to listen to you and Dan on the, later on today. So that should be very fun. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at Woodley Sean. In my pinned tweet, you can go and subscribe to my new Substack Post Touches, where mm-hmm. I have a weekly post about the Raptors. I did my Eastern Conference predictions and some thoughts on how I hate the end of the preseason on Friday. If you want to go check that out, I'll have something coming up this week. I'm probably going to get a little uh, wistful this week, as I am about to turn 30 years old a week from today. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about how the Raptors have basically been the one constant, other than my wife uh throughout the entire last decade of my life which is kind of cool and also uh you know makes you i don't know feel weepy for some reason Uh, who's to say either way that's gonna do it thank you so much for uh tuning in we'll be back again on thursday to break down raptors Cavs with jamar hines until then enjoy the game everybody bye-bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.